0: When you're in the will of God, blessings just start coming to you.
1: Brothers of the word, because brother, you need the word.
0: And now for Peace in the Storm, Part 3, Everywhere Welcome to Brothers of the Word Because brother, you need the word I am in the middle of a series called Peace in the Storm. And little did I realize when I began this series, already I've had to send the first two messages that I've spoken to different people because I've run across in the last couple of weeks so many people who are literally in the middle of a storm. So God knew this message was going to be needful for somebody because in life all of us will face at one or multiple times a storm and there was something that he spoke to me on last week that I'll repeat at the beginning of every one of these messages in this series and it was simply outside of the will of God there is no peace in the will of God there is no storm and we have to learn how to stay in the will of God and the title of today's message comes from the second letter in the title of Peace in the Storm. Last week was P for person because there is often one person that you have to learn to be at peace with and if you can learn to be at peace with the most difficult person in your life. You can be at peace with everyone else. Today is the letter E and I was actually sitting in the early morning in prayer with my youngest son George and We alternated on the meanings of each one of the letters. And when we got to E, the second letter, George simply said the word everywhere. And that's the title of today's message. Peace in the storm everywhere. And I like the A.B. Department. This is an excerpt. It's Deuteronomy, but it's an excerpt from the Words for Healing CD. But it talks about God's blessing and his cursing everywhere. It's everywhere. So, AB, if you go ahead and if you would play that excerpt with those verses. Deuteronomy 28, beginning with verse 1. And these are the blessings that God set forth in His Word. They were blessings not only of health, But they were blessings that covered every single area of your life. God wants you blessed. And he wants you blessed right now. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Can you imagine that? Blessings, they come upon you and overtake you. That means that as you move, the blessings move faster than you do. They overtake you. Blessings from God because you obey the voice of of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. No matter where you are, big, sprawling, urban city, or deep in the woods, where there's no electricity, country, city, island, or mountaintop, doesn't matter, wherever you are coming or going. God says when you follow his words, his blessings shall overtake you wherever and whenever you are. Everywhere, everywhere. And even one of the reasons my sons were up to date, blessed shall be the fruit of your body. When you follow God, he blesses you everywhere. Now, there's a second part of Deuteronomy. That talks about the curses. And it says the same thing Curse shall you be in the city, and curse shall you be in the curse shall be your. It goes right down that same list. But we want to focus on the blessings because we want to do the will of God. In the will of God, there is no storm. Outside of the will of God, there is no peace. And I believe even on the past few days, God has even illustrated that just in my personal world a lot of times I have these parables of life and I travel a lot almost every other week now and I asked prophet Dexter if he wanted to go with me and uh he said yeah pastor I want to go with you prophet Dexter was a state trooper he works every other week so he's got every other week off and I asked him where did he want to go he said, I want to go to Key West Florida <laughs> so on Tuesday we left and we went to Key West Florida and we were there and decided we would go fishing we went to the fishing place, and they said the boat wasn't going out that day. That was a Wednesday. And they said, we're going out tomorrow because we didn't have enough people to go out today. So we booked for the 1 o'clock in the afternoon to go fishing. Got up that morning. I text Prophet Dexter. I said, man, it's raining. He said, yeah, it's raining. I don't think the boat's going out today. So we went to breakfast, and I looked at my app, and my app said it was going to be raining from now until... It's going to be raining all day today and prophet dexter looked at his app and his app said man this is only a 35 percent chance of rain at one o'clock and we had found a little health food place that pastor c elijah would have really enjoyed they had the fresh juice and all of the fresh vegetables and the fresh breakfast so i said well i don't think that boat is going out today because my app says it's going to be raining all day long and i said let's just go into breakfast so we went and prophet dexter in his prophetic wisdom he ordered two spring rolls, little bitty vegetable spring rolls. And in my knowledge, I said, This boat probably ain't going that today. I ordered two spring rolls. I had four big vegetable fritters. I had a huge avocado sandwich. And then I had a 16 ounce of fresh vegetable juice and a smoothie. <laughs> so. The boat was due to leave at 1. We were supposed to be there at 12.30. So at noon, I called the boating company and said, it ain't going out because it's still raining. And my app says it's going to be raining all day. So I called and got a hold of the boat captain. He said, we going. He said, I'm looking at my radar, and there's a line that at 1 o'clock, all of the storm is over, everything is going to be clear. We're leaving. At 1 o'clock, we'll be leaving. So Prophet Dexter and I, we were there at 12.30, Standing outside on the dock, it's just raining. I said, Prophet, to be honest, I'm full. I said, it's still raining out here. and it, My app says it's going to be raining all day long, and it's still raining. I just don't think we're going. And plus, I'm full. <laughs> At 1 o'clock, the captain said, everybody, come on on board. And I'm looking out there, the sky's still gray, it's still raining. I said, my goodness. And then the wind was blowing So we got on the boat, and we pulled out, and that sea was rough. Bam! 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 Prophet Dexter's two small vegetable spring rolls. Bam! 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 I got my two spring rolls, four big vegetable fritters, a huge avocado sandwich, a 16 ounce of vegetable juice, and a smoothie. Bam! Bam! So we fishing. Bam! Bam! Now, after about two hours of this, and it's raining the whole time, It never stopped raining. Not only did it not stop raining, it started lightning. (laughs) So we out there fishing. My coat is absolutely soaked. It's like I just stepped in the ocean and stepped out. My coat is soaked. My pants are soaked. My shoes are soaked. Everything just soaked. My stomach full and the boat just bam, bam, bam. I catch One fish. And actually, it was the biggest fish of the day. So I pull this fish up, and the mate comes over, and he takes the fish off. He said, this is a big fish, but you can't eat it. He says, so we're going to only use this fish as a bait fish. So he took it off and sliced it up to use for everybody else's bait. But the thing about it, the whole day, nobody caught any fish that we could keep but two little fish. It reminded me of Jesus and the two fish and the loaves of bread, because they don't allow you to keep your fish individually. With that boat, they're shared among everybody. And we had these two little fish at the end of the day that was virtually, you couldn't even get a fish stick out of that for everybody. <laughs> so after about two hours of that bamming up and down, my stomach says, uh oh. And you can start feel the water in your mouth after all of that. I said, oh, boy. So I had to head on over to the rail. So I head over to the rail, and about half the avocado sandwich come on out, probably one of the vegetable fritters and then one of the spring rolls. So I went back, sat down about another five minutes. I'm back over at the rail. I threw up four times. I threw up four times. So literally, I had to learn and constantly remind myself how to have peace literally in the middle of a literal storm. We were out there just abandoning up and down. And here I am heaving over the rail four different times. But I had to see the beauty and I had to see the benefit of that. And I told Prophet, I said, look. I was fasting for three days before I got here and I didn't eat until I set foot in Florida. This 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 has just been like a fast for me. It's unclean everything. See, it's not what it is. It's how you look at it. It's how you view it. It's how your mind and spirit and if you can see God moving in the middle of things, you'll be able to see the benefit. That thing had me feeling so cleaned out and I just felt fantastic once I got it all out. But getting it out wasn't the best feeling in the world. But it came to be a beautiful experience and Prophet and I, we all saw the beauty in that situation. Because prophet told me, he said, my stomach was hurting because I had just thrown up so much. He said, my back hurting because sitting here with this pole back, and back. So we were in pain from front to back. <laughs> but even in the middle of the storm, we had absolute peace. And that's the point what I'm trying to make. Even in the middle of the storm, we had absolute peace. And the next day I felt so much better because it was just like I had just completed another phase. I was clean out. As a matter of fact, that Thursday, normally I would tune in and watch. See, I miss see Elijah and I miss see Elijah because by the time we got back, we were out there from one o'clock to five o'clock. By the time we got back, I came straight to the room, took off all of my clothes that were absolutely wringing wet. And I was freezing because not only was I wet, it was cold. The wind was blowing. The rain was coming down. I was in nothing but wet clothes. I took off my clothes. I got me a steaming hot shower. I went to bed and slept right through see Elijah's preaching. (laughs) I sure did. But the thing is, I was able to see and to have peace in the middle of. Of a storm, and we knew the captain of that vessel should not have taken the vessel out. He knew nobody was going to catch any fish. He didn't want to miss the money because they had missed the money yesterday and they didn't want to miss the money that day. And I said, I bet his radar showed all that rain coming in there, but he didn't want to miss the money because if he had canceled the trip, they'd have had to refund everybody's money. So that was why we were out there in the middle of the storm, but sometimes God will send you through a middle of a storm. Sometimes a good parent will send you through the middle of the storm. We were in the state of Florida. Nobody had on masks anywhere we went. Hardly anywhere we went, no one had on a mask. We went to a restaurant, the waitresses and waiters had on no masks, none of the patrons had. No one wore any masks because... The governor of Florida has been adamant that he was not going to lock the state down. He never locked the state down. He never closed anything up. And they've been open and he was getting criticized left and right, just lamb blasted nationwide because he refused. He would not allow mass mandates in the schools. He wouldn't allow any mandates whatsoever. He would not shut the state down. But yet. Florida has the lowest infection rate and the lowest death rate of any state in the country. But they had to go through something. The governor, even though folks thought he was crazy, said, we're not going to lock down. You're going to bear this thing. You're going to go through the illness and you're going to get over it. Some stuff we got to go through and we just got to get over it. It's some stuff that you've gone through in your past. You just got to get over that thing. And when you get over it, you'll find you're healthier, you're stronger, you got a better peace of mind, a better mentality. There was no sign. Prophet Dexter, did we see any sign of any pandemic, even in the minds and spirits of the people, anywhere there? Absolutely not. But they had to go through the storm. And when they got through the storm, they were healthier and had a lower disease and a lower death rate than anybody else. But they had to go through the storm. And a lot of times, even now, among parents, doctors are talking about when the child is what they call super septic or basically super sanitized, they develop no immunity because everything's so clean. You got to have some germs sometimes to build up your immune system. You got to go through some stuff. And you go through some stuff and they say some of these kids that have been kept so sanitized, the minute they get out into the world, they get sick. And then you go to somebody down there, and they, you know, all wilding around in the dirt. Now, they strong. Can't make them sick. And you get out of some of these folks where everything just been cleaned up hard. Don't let my child get any dirt on them. And you got other children down there eating dirt. And yet, the ones who eat the dirt don't get as sick. Because you go through some things. And the governor of Florida understood. I've got to send the people through it. And they may have to get sick. And some of them going to die. But in the end, we're going to be healthier than everybody else. They have to go through the storm. And you've got to understand, no matter where you are, there are going to be some storms. See, even on our vacation, we dealt with a storm. Then we came back yesterday. When we flew back, we got to the Atlanta airport. The airport was more crowded than I had ever seen it. And Prophet then told me, said, I just got a text on my phone. They just had an accidental discharge. I said, what's an accidental discharge? Somebody lost their bowel or what? He said, I don't know what an accidental discharge was. So he's a law enforcement. So for him, accidental discharge meant one thing. I wasn't sure what it was. He said, a gun went off in the checkout line at TSA, and it caused widespread panic. Shut down the airport for almost three hours. Delayed flights and So here we coming into all of this. We get to the baggage claim. We standing there waiting on our bags. The baggage claim just, it took 45 minutes for our bags to show up. Then we got our bags, then went out to get the shuttle over to the parking lot. It took about 45 minutes for the shuttle to get there. Then we got to the parking lot, got in the van, because I drove the family van over, got in the van, we pulling out of the parking lot, tire flat. But yet, through it all, we just as happy. And we're sitting there waiting on our bags, listening to all these grumbling folk grumbling about the bag. Now, ain't nothing we can do about that. Ain't nobody grumbling about it. Sitting there waiting on the shuttle. All them folk grumbling about the shuttle. Ain't nothing you can do about all that stuff. Fortunately, you look at the blessing. Fortunately, I had a tire pump in the back. Then there was a service station right by it that they had an air pump. So you look at the beauty of the thing. You look at the blessing of the thing. Even though there is a storm, you understand if your mind is straight, if your spirit is straight, you will have peace and that peace will be everywhere. Do You know, a lot of folks, even on vacation, they grumble and gripe about stuff because there is no perfection in the earth. Something always going to be wrong. And oftentimes the higher up you go, the more nitpicky folk become. And you got to learn life has storms everywhere. It's everywhere. That's why the Bible begins with the blessings and the cursing, even in the country or in the city. That's everywhere. Because back in the old days, you didn't have anything but the country and the city. Kind of don't have anything but that now. But that's basically everywhere, no matter where you are. If you obey my will, my blessings will follow you no matter where we go. And not only say the blessings overtake you. They don't just follow you, they overtake you, which means they run faster than you can. And all of a sudden, when you're in the will of God, blessings just start coming to you. Right when we took our collection, we always asked you to bow your heads for 10 seconds and to ask God, what shall you give? Well, I have a little situation with my giving. And the situation was I had to use a check service that always mail my check in every month. And I switched over to where it's an automatic ACH with our new app. Well, when I switched that over, uh, I had a double payment that occurred. And my wife had made sure that she reminded me of that yesterday. Be sure to skip a payment because you don't double pay. Be sure to skip a payment. I said, OK, don't need to argue about that, you just yes, because it's just correct. I, I double paid. And as I bowed my head, I heard God speak. If you let that payment ride. I'll make it up to you. I done paid double, and it's a big payment, so I done paid double. So if you let that payment ride, I'll make it up to you. Do you think I got any question about whether God can make it up to me? But to stay in the will of God will often send you through a storm. And you have to go through some things. But as I look at even our fishing trip, I caught the largest fish, even though you couldn't only use it as bait, That was only the second time I'd ever been seasick in my life. The other time was on our company trip in Savannah. I had a very similar situation out on a storm, boat just bamming up and down. And I was so confident because I'd never been seasick. I didn't get seasick. I was eating on the boat. I literally was. I was eating the whole way out. I I don't own two boats. I don't get seasick. See, some stuff will happen to you never happened to you before. I said, I don't get seasick, so it's not going to bother. I'm just like eating on the way out. And then my stomach started feeling a little funny. After about them same two hours, and I asked Pastor James, I said, how are you feeling? He said, I've already thrown up two times. <laughs> so, so, so. But I was confident because it had never happened to me before. But on both occasions of where I got seasick, on both occasions, I caught the largest fish on the boat. And in Savannah, when I caught that big fish, everybody else, we didn't have hardly any fish at all. I caught this big sea bass that was humongous. The captain said, people fish all their lives trying to catch a fish like this one fish. Am I not telling you? This one fish fed the whole boat, but I got seasick on that. Sometimes God will send you through some things to clean some stuff out of your world, some stuff out of your system, some stuff out of your spirit. And you've got to be able to see the beauty. You've got to be able to see God working in the midst. You've got to be able to remain at peace while everybody else around you is upset and fussing. And when you can learn to do that, you'll be able to find peace everywhere. Whether you're in the country, whether you're in the city, whether you're out in the woods, whether you're in a penthouse, you'll be able to find peace everywhere. And we think sometimes the storms of life are particular for us. Everybody goes through them. But it's not the storm. It's the spirit that makes the difference. And even if the body doesn't cooperate, and even if you are it from front to back, it's the spirit that makes the difference. And if we can have our spirit. Where no matter what happens, no matter what storm comes, we understand I'm in the hands and I'm in the will of God. Now, wisdom does play into that. In both times I've gotten seasick, I was eating right before the ship took off. Now, the third time, I need to make sure I do not eat before I go out on a long ship. Bottom line, you don't keep making the same mistakes. But if you do make them, And stuff does happen. While you're in the middle of it, you need to be able to get your spirit to where you've got peace in the middle of the storm. I don't know what kind of season we're going into. When I started preaching the series on the plagues of Egypt, almost every one of those plagues appeared in the earth. There was even a local storm that came over in one of the countries in Africa, almost in the same spot. We may be getting ready to experience some storms in life, some storms in this country, some storms in the world. But regardless of the storm, I want you to have peace. But to have that peace, you need to be in the will of God. Outside of the will of God, there is no peace. In the will of God, there is no storm, even if you are in the midst of the storm. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com and listen to the entire series, Peace in the Storm. And if you are going through a storm or know someone who is, tell them to go to BrothersoftheWord.com and listen to the series Peace in the Storm. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the word. I'm going to ask George to come up and close us out for today. He spoke the word everywhere, and so I'll just ask him to come up and
1: have some words. Whenever I was called up, I was just listening to what he said And one of the things was how a good daddy will even put his children through some stuff (laughs) And what came to my mind was a newsletter I had read a week or two ago from the Daily Dad And usually I don't even open their emails I get so many, there's only so few I can actually get to But for whatever reason, that day, I decided to open it, and I even included it in an email report. They had quoted Seneca's philosophy in a few different places. One of them was, the more children are indulged, he writes, the more they are corrupted. (laughs) What is a parent to do? The job of the good parent, he says, out of love for the child, they act as a trainer endlessly manufacturing trials for the child. The job of the good parent, as we've talked about before, is to make their lives good, not easy. In each case, the part of the body exercised is the strongest. It is by enduring ills that the mind can acquire contempt for enduring. In other words, the good parent is the one... It sets up some trials for their child. The one that doesn't hand everything to them, but still makes a way that they can get it. That's what came to my mind whenever I was called up. And recently I had also endured a storm. It was very different though. My storm was that I was experiencing extreme irritation from other people. People were just bothering me, <laughs> even if they weren't doing much. And I was sitting in the car yesterday and I was thinking about it. And the verse that just kept flashing through my mind was love thy neighbor as thyself. And I kept thinking, can I love thy neighbor if I don't love myself? And then I went a step further and I was thinking, can disliking something exist in the same space as loving something? Can you both dislike someone and love someone? And the answer I came to No, you can dislike someone and love various things about them, but it won't actually be a positive type of love. You can dislike the harshness of a parent, but love the fact that they still provide for you. You don't necessarily love the person. You love what they're doing for you or what they can offer to you. That's not a very positive type of love. And I came to the conclusion that it had begun with me. My extreme irritation for other people was reflective of the way I was viewing myself at the time. I was annoyed by various actions I was taking because I wasn't being the most efficient. I could have certainly been doing better and I was bothered by myself. And it was reflected by how I was feeling about other people. But if I didn't endure this storm of extreme irritation from other people, I would have never came back to check upon my view of myself. And as the study had stated, I don't remember who it was from, the people that are the most happy are those that take full responsibility for their actions. A lot of this stuff comes back to us. A lot of our views of other people and how we feel about other people is reflecting of how we feel about ourselves. Deep, untreated needs. Some people feel the most pain when they're left in silence with their own thoughts. That speaks a thousand words, but you may not want to listen to one of them. A lot of this comes back to us. If you feel a whole bunch of negative emotions that seem to be consistent to other people, even if it doesn't align with their actions, odds are it has something to do with how you feel about yourself. So if that applies to you, take a moment of silence when you get home and just go through your thoughts. It can help you feel a lot better in the long term, even if it's uncomfortable now. Trials will manufacture a better future. These were just some of the things that came to my mind as I was listening to the sermon. A lot of people are going through storms, and many of them differ. But at the end of the day, it is a strong spirit that gets us through it. Another thing that I had thought of yesterday, I was reading a novel, and one of the characters was being depicted as extremely prideful. This was a fictional character, yet it was bothering my spirit again. (laughs) And it wasn't necessarily an unwarranted irritation. They were a very prideful character, and I was thinking about it. I was thinking about who is bothered by pride. Other people that are prideful are bothered by pride, and I was thinking, well, who isn't bothered by pride? And the only answer that I could think of at the time was a selfless person. People that are super jovial. People that are always high in their spirits, positive whenever everything else seems negative. If they were riding a wave in a storm, they would be riding with their hands up as though they were on a roller coaster. People that you simply cannot disturb their spirits. Those were the only people I could think of that would have been cool with a prideful individual. And this applies to many other types of people that people are disturbed by or other types of storms. Really, the only way, the sure way, through a storm, in order to keep your peace, is to keep your spirit strong. And it is through Christ Jesus that is done. Please bow your heads for a word of prayer. Abba Father, we thank you for all that is. And I just pray today for spiritual strengthening. Father God, usually when it comes to strengthening, there is trials, for it is once you break a muscle down and it comes back that it is stronger. I just pray, Father God, that you will strengthen everybody's spirits here today, people that may be annoyed by the worlds around them, people that may be mad at the worlds around them, people that may feel absolutely nothing and they just wish to feel again. Father God, I pray that you will strengthen their spirits in a positive light. I pray, I pray, I pray today that Jesus Christ will be the light in their lives because there's plenty of darkness in the world and sometimes we get comfortable standing in shadows, get comfortable standing in the darkness because the light is bright and it can burn all right. Father God, I just pray that Jesus Christ will be that light. And I pray that we will come to the light. Even if the light is uncomfortable, even if the light hurts our eyes, all we have to do is adjust. Father God, I pray that there will be trust, trust in the process that you have for our lives. Because when you look at biblical figures, even Jesus, they trusted the process even though it was painful. Even when Jesus was tempted out there in the forest by the devil. Father God, he was offered the whole world, but he knew that he would get much more if he trusted in you. Father God, I just pray that everybody here today will trust you. Will have their spirits strengthened. Will have Christ be the lights of their life. Father God, I pray that we won't stand in darkness, but we will come to the light and we will stand there as long as we can. If the light shifts, we will shift with it. If you point for somewhere to go, we will follow. Father God, I pray that we will trust in you for whatever you command us to do. And if our spirits are strong, there will be no storm. But if we refuse to follow you, there will never be peace. Father God, I pray today that everybody receives you, your son, and the wonderful message that comes bundled with it. Father God, may we all trust you for all of our lives. We pray this prayer through the name of Jesus Christ who is our Lord and Savior and in the Spirit. Amen.
0: You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part three of the series titled Peace in the Storm, subtitled Everywhere by Nathaniel Daniel Bronner. This message is number 5936. That's 5936 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5936 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to Iwanttogive.com. That's IWantTogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother, you need the word. Amém